Hey everybody, what's up and welcome back to my podcast. This is Unapologetic and I'm your host, Brianna. So I know this episode's kind of long overdue and I feel like I haven't really been doing a good job with um, being consistent. Like I said in the last episode, um, I'm really just wanting to kind of like do these um, at least like two episodes a month. So I'm giving y'all some um, some stuff that's a little bit more consistent and you guys can kind of know when to expect everything. Um, this episode, I had originally wanted to do this with a guest and, um, the original episode three that we recorded, it just kind of, um, didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. And my biggest thing is that whatever content I'm giving y'all, whether it's from the podcast, um, or like my YouTube channel that I'm eventually about to get up and running, um, I just really want to make sure that I'm not giving y'all, um, you know, shitty content or anything. Um, so what I decided is that, um, with the topic of this episode, uh, which is basically my college experience and like how I'm staying sane, I'm going to do, um, this one solo by myself and then I'll probably, um, have my guests come back and, um, and like nothing bad happened. It just didn't really turn out the way that I wanted it to, but, um, I'm going to have her come back and then we're kind of going to do, um, something that's like light and, uh, kind of give you guys um you know an episode about college and like kind of like tag style where we're like answering your questions and like some other questions um that people have about being in college um but yeah for this episode it's just more so about like my experience and like how things are going for me so far and then how I'm staying sane so um I definitely also want to discuss in this episode just maintaining um mental health which is the staying sane part um being that college is probably one of the most stressful and anxious times um in your life and especially in your 20s um so yeah um let's see what's been going on um i think things have been pretty good as far as you know the start of the semester i think that I kind of just like went into it for like the first couple of weeks um, or like the first two weeks like oh yeah like I got this and I mean I do got it but you know now that like we're getting in like the nitty-gritty part of the semester where you know all the work is starting to pile up and everything last week is probably like one of really like the last two weeks was probably like one of the roughest times that I've had because um, which I'll kind of, you know, explain to y'all, um, how, like, I transitioned into college up until now, so you guys can kind of understand what I'm talking about, um, but I increased my course load, um, and now, like, I'm attending university, which I wasn't doing before, which is, you know, a whole new experience for me, um, you know, so it's trans- transitioning into, like, the depth of the classes, and, like, I have really good classes and really cool professors this semester, but um, just with that and, like, maintaining a full-time job has um, kind of been difficult, and then I also decided that I definitely want to take advantage of being more active on campus. Um, you know, I started to look into a little bit more of the student orgs that they have at UNT, and... Um, I was attending like all these interest meetings, which, you know, was kind of adding a lot to my stress because I was just like literally going to work and then I was coming home and um, taking care of Kylie and then I would go straight to class and then I would leave class, go to these interest meetings and I wouldn't get home until like really late. 
so and then you know having to get situated and eat and you know take a shower get ready for work the next day and then do it all over again it was like literally a full week of events and i thank god that i only have class um on mondays and tuesdays but doing that and then having you know i had like two exams last week and then you know all these assignments that are due and just trying to make sure i'm staying on top of everything it was literally insane like i was so stressed i came home and i was just like i want to cry and i literally have one of those moments It's, it's one of those cries where like people ask you what's wrong and i think i posted about this on twitter as well but it's it's one of those cards when people ask you what's wrong and like you can't even necessarily give them a specific reason as to why you're crying you just literally feel like crying i was so overwhelmed um but hey you know i got through it um speaking of orgs at school i just joined this org called the life project which um y'all know i'm a psychology major and this org is just basically about promoting um mental health and like spreading awareness regarding mental health because you know not even just about being a college student but just life in general we all go through crazy things and um it's also more so targeted to like everyone but specifically people that are in the minority communities whether you're african-american asian-american mexican-american um really overall because i feel like you know in the caucasian um american um you know, or European American, however you say it, those type of communities, any any community, like it just seems like there's this huge stigma around um, mental health. Like if you go to see a therapist or like you're going through something like depression or anxiety, a lot of it gets swept under the rug and people don't realize that it's um, things like that and mental illness or even um, not even just mental illness, but when you're having like a really rough time, it is okay to get help. And I feel like um, joining this org, definitely is going to help me um be able to learn a lot of things and be able to help other people but um you know help me make some friends because I literally have like two friends and I've been here for probably almost 10 months yeah almost 10 months so um yeah I'm really excited about that and um yeah just that's really what's been going on in my life so far so for that I really apologize for you know posting this or you know recording this episode a little bit late so you guys know that I like to start off these episodes with um a quote and I think this quote kind of just goes hand in hand with um college and like you know being um what's the word I'm looking for you know being studious and um trying to like be successful in your life and everything um basically it's the quote says success is no accident it is hard work perseverance learning studying sacrifice and most of all love of what you're doing and learning to do this is a quote by somebody named Pele which I'm hoping I'm saying that right because I'm always butchering people's names but um I think that really just goes in hand in hand with um you know being in your 20s and the college experience because you know this is like the huge stage of your life where you're trying to figure yourself out and you're trying to figure out what you're wanting to do in life and um you know you really have to be passionate about it and sometimes you're going to make sacrifices and it's really hard but really just overall you know the success part of it isn't really an accident because there's so much that you have to do in order to gain success um the main thing that kind of stuck out to me with this um besides you know being the success is no accident it's just that you 
you're doing a lot of sacrifice, but you have to have, um, which it says most of all, you know, you have to love what you're doing and learning to do. Because I feel like a lot of people, um, they choose these majors in college that, like, you know, some of them are passionate about or, you know, some some that they don't really know if they like it or not. They're just doing stuff. And I feel like that's not really the best choice because ultimately college overall, like you're studying for a field or really in something that even if you don't, you know, get a job in what you're studying for, um, you really just have to pick something that you're going to love doing. I mean, I chose psychology because I love helping people. And that's what I'm passionate about. I want to be able to, you know, help people deal with a lot of the difficult shit that they're dealing with. So, you know, that's something that I'm passionate about. And you have to love to, you know, to learn and love to learn about it. So, I mean, if you and those those of you that are having majors um, or that you have a major that you're not sure you're passionate about, you might want to think about choosing something else or really just you know, even I say I recommend like during your breaks or like your summer break, really sit and kind of just think about is this something that you really want and that you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life, you know, something around whatever you're studying in school. So, yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to start this off or, you know, get in the next of the episode by just basically telling you guys um, about my transition from high school into college so um I graduated and I think that I after I graduated I really just wasn't ready to do it and I feel like a lot of people especially like at my school I feel like everybody around me was just kind of like I'm ready to get out I'm ready to graduate I'm ready to go to college like I'm ready to be an adult and all this other stuff and I was just kind of going with the flow like I knew what I wanted I knew I wanted to go to college Um, And originally what I wanted to study in college wasn't even in psychology. Um, Psychology just kind of like, you know, hit me out of nowhere. And I kind of just ran with it and figured that I was really good at it um, before I started, you know, studying it. But I really wasn't ready for it. Like, I feel like um, it was surreal. You know, everything just kind of went by fast And when you're going through it, like when you're in your last year of high school, it seems like it's all going slow. Um, But for me, it just didn't seem real. It was slow and it was unreal. And next thing you know, graduation came and that was it. And I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like I even even the school that I'm at now was not like nowhere near on my radar. My plan was originally to go to another school um, and I didn't do it and um part of this I kind of talked about in the last episode um I chose not to go to the school partially because I was in a relationship that I wasn't willing to get um rid of yet but also it was you know and I say that's probably like 10% of the reason why I didn't go but um 90% was because I just really wasn't ready to be that far away from home and I wasn't um I, I just wasn't ready I didn't believe in myself um so I ended up staying home and I decided that I was going to go to community college for about a year and then I was supposed to transfer. Well, that didn't necessarily happen. Um, Aside from me going through, you know, my transition phase, I had like depression and anxiety for the fact that I just really didn't know where my life was going at the time. Um, I started at community college and um, 
it's I wasn't there for a year. I think I was there for like two or three years. And um, I ended up taking like a year off and um, I finally transferred. But I was just I, I, I was kind of lost throughout that whole entire time. And um, after so many things happened um, as far as like, you know, trying to work and trying to, you know, get my shit together because I literally had nothing for myself. Um, I got like extremely stressed out and I couldn't deal with it anymore. So I took a year off and then after, um, that relationship that I was in ended, I just really sat and I thought about what next do I want to do? Like what, you know, what do I need to get together? Like I, I can't keep living my life like this. And one of the things that I did was just really get back into school because I knew, you know, I can't, you can't stay at community college forever. And a lot of people, I think, just stay there for like two years because you're supposed to get your associate's degree but I did everything backwards like I was more so worried about working and trying to you know get a car and trying to um, move out and like have money and everything like that while I was in school so it just all became too much for me and I even had to decrease my course load because I was just so stressed out so it just it just really took me forever and then finally, when I got back into school and got my grades back up and everything, I was like, all right, it's time for me to transfer because I can't stay here. And um, yeah, so at this point, I had um, left that relationship and moved in with my mom, which was in a completely different city where um, she had ended up moving to. And all the universities that were kind of around, I just was like, I don't. I don't feel it like I don't I don't feel like either one of these is where I want to be and I was kind of at a place where you know I didn't have this relationship holding me back anymore and I didn't necessarily continue needing to be under somebody's you know umbrella like you know I didn't I didn't want to be at home and I kind of wanted to stand on my own two feet but you know Austin wasn't where I wanted to be I didn't want to go back to Houston um, I didn't want to be in San Antonio I, I didn't want to be any of those places. I just didn't feel like my heart, you know, was there. And I'm really all about, like, energy and, um, you know, being in a place where I feel like it's right. And I was like, well, where else can I go? So um, I ended up talking to Madison. And Madison goes to TWU here in Denton. And I was like, you know, I just kind of decided on Dallas. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, it's great. Um, you know, UNT was an option. Um, there's also SMU here, um, UNT Dallas, UT Dallas, um, there's TCU, um, there's a school I forgot that's in Arlington. I think it's UT Arlington or whatever, but there's there's options out here. And she was like, It's great, you know, um, I think you should. Like Denton's really cool, you know, if you come, like we'll be near each other because me and Madison, like Aside from being roommates and friends, um, my mom also dates her uncle and we share family and our families are really close and they've known each other for a really long time. So, um, which I'll probably give you all that story time uh, later down the line because it's it, when you actually lay it out, it's kind of really confusing. But um, yeah, I was like, you know, at least if I went to Denton or something like that, I have somebody that I know. So 
I started to, you know, fill out all these applications. And once my acceptance came from UNC, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go visit. So went to visit. Um, I came here for like a campus tour. And um, I mean, it was freezing cold aside from, you know, the weather here. I just loved it. I love the campus. I love the atmosphere. I could completely see myself at this school. So I was like, yes, I'm definitely coming. Well, being that this is kind of like way up north and all my family is from like central Texas and um, south Texas. And, you know, I now live live hours like away from my mom. And, um, you know, I mean, Madison's here and I have other family that's around here, but I had never been this far away from home. I really had to dig deep within myself and find the strength to take the plunge and just do it. And um, I feel like I've always kind of been that person, but I had yet to do so. I was always kind of just, or I really had settled into just playing things safe. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I was like, you know, I'm, I don't have no kids. Like, I don't, have, I don't have nothing holding me back. So, like, why not take the opportunity and go? So, that's exactly what I did. I ended up being here. And honestly, this was the best decision that I could have made because I felt... Like, you know, when I had tried to go out on my own and do everything at first, everything just kind of blew up in my face. And here, um, I really was big on the fact that I didn't want to fail. But I feel like I've been, you know, doing a really good job. And I proved to myself that I got it this time. And the fact that, you know, everything just kind of fell in place and it fell in place at a rapid rate. I think God was just basically telling me, like, this is exactly what I wanted for you. And this is exactly where you're supposed to be. So everything kind of worked out. Um, and like I said, I love it here. Like, it's pretty chill and everything, aside from the weather and stuff like that. But, um, it was, I think that's just kind of, you know, my summary as far as my transition from high school to college. Now, when it comes to having a full-time job, because I'm, there's, there's two different, you know, definitions as far as, like, a non-traditional college student and a traditional college student. Um, to summarize those up for you, a traditional college student is one that kind of just takes like full-time hours, which is like four classes or more. And, um, you know, they kind of stay on campus. They don't work. All they do is, you know, go to school. Um, I don't really have that luxury of doing that, um, because I pretty much take care of myself and I pay my own bills and everything. And I don't really, um, it's not that I don't ask for help or I don't like asking for help. I just prefer to do things on my own. And, you know, my mom and my parents, they all have um, you know, their own stuff to do. And, um, I, I just rather, you know, stand on my own two feet and take care of myself. So I decided to do it the non-traditional way, which is, you know, you take, you can take full-time hours and, um, go to work full-time and everything. Um, I feel, I feel like I'm not necessarily there yet, but, um, I'm considered more than half-time. I think it's like three-fourths time, um, because I take nine hours, which is three classes, and I work full-time. I feel like if this goes well this semester, then I'll probably up it and see how I can handle it. Um, but yeah, I work full time and I have three classes, so I'm your non-traditional student and I don't stay on campus. Um, me and Madison, we have our own apartment and everything. So um, it is hard. I'm not going to lie, but hey, like going back to what Pele said, like it's hard work and you have to sacrifice. So um, I typically only have I only have classes like twice a week which is your Mondays and Tuesdays and um they do have like where you can kind of like set up your schedule however it works for you and I think there's this big um 
you know, misconception that, like, you kind of, you can't work and go to school at the same time. And there's, like, parents and stuff like that that have kids and stuff that go to college. So, like, um, I hope that kind of gives y'all a little bit of motivation that, like, pretty much anybody can do it. Um, but how I do it is um, I work, like, pretty much like a your typical eight-hour shift, um, which is, you know, more during the daytime and I work Monday through Friday and um I'll get off and there's like an hour or an hour and a half in between um me going to class so I only have like I said I only have classes Mondays and Tuesdays and they're evening classes um and being that they're evening classes um and like they're only one day they're kind of long I think my classes are each like two and a half hours um which you know if you didn't have um you know, that type of class, you would end up having that class, like, you know, twice a week, and each time it would probably be, like, an hour and a half or so, so being that these are, like, three hours, it kind of just, like, you know, works as far as my schedule goes, um, and I just actually, this yesterday, um, got approved to move my schedule up a little bit more, so I'm gonna be getting off earlier, um, and definitely, um, what I'm planning on doing is, just using that time that I have in between going to class to just kind of like relax and like um, chill, chill and like get everything together and um, you know just kind of be mental, go from working mode into student mode and just um, taking a little mental, mental moment to get myself together. Um, how I do my homework and like schedule everything. I have a planner and for those of y'all who don't I completely recommend it whether you're a non-traditional or you're a traditional college student because you might not necessarily have a job but you might be involved in all these different events like you might be an athlete or um, be a part of all these different organizations um, so with that being said anybody who's in college or even if you're not in college I completely recommend getting a planner now you can Everybody knows you can get a planner like at Walmart or anything, but if you're like me and you need something that allows you to be a little bit more creative and, um, you know, kind of make it cute. And I'm, I'm really all about like color. Like I can't have anything that doesn't have some type of like cute colors in it and everything. So I got my planner from this company called Erin Condren and you can go on her website and that's the only place where you can get her planners. Um, the covers are customizable and like you can just pick whichever format you have or like you want. She has them where you could set them up like weekly, um, like vertical uh, style or like horizontal style. I prefer the horizontal style because it allows me to kind of just like um, be able to write everything and I have big handwriting. So that works for me a little bit more. They have like hourly planners and it's completely colorful and I mean they have like positive quotes in there um like I said it's customizable you can pretty much put it in whatever color you want and she always has like sales and everything and then um she also has it and this is what I did this semester um she also has it where you can pay I think it's like between three and like six dollars more um you can pay extra to basically just get all of the months for the next year so regular planners they'll just do like you know like this year it's 2019 and then they'll do all like up until i think like august of 2020 well because i paid the additional dollars i got um august all the way up until august of 2020 and then or wait no it's like august to july of 2020 
Um, instead of that, I got the rest of the months up until 2020. So I have it um, from August of this year all the way to December of 2020. And I won't have to buy another planner until around that time. Um, so yeah, get you um, one from Walmart or Erin Condren. Another one that I know um, is pretty popping is the this company called, I think it's like the Happy Planner. And um, they're really cool. Um, both Erin Condren and the Happy Planners, they have like stickers and stuff like that on the inside. And they give you stuff where you can like, um, you know, it's dry erase board and you can use dry erase markers and everything like that. Um, but difference between Erin Condren and the Happy Planner, the Happy Planner gives you an opportunity to buy them online and customize them. Or you can get them in places like Walmart or um, Hobby Lobby or Michael's. Um, so yeah, those are really cool and I kind of just every week, which I need to get in the habit of doing, you know, doing my planners, um, two weeks at a time and I'll look at like my syllabuses and, um, all of my meetings and everything like that. And I'll even, I use it literally for everything, like even, um, knowing, you know, what my plans are as far as my podcast, when, when do I expect to, um, record them and um what else do I put in it I put like you know I put everything in it like if I have events or whatever the case may be I just I use it for everything and that was like really hard for me to trans transition into doing because I am a huge procrastinator so it's, it's I had to kind of like build the habit of getting organized and I feel like that's the only way that like I'm able to do everything that I have to do so um now here here comes to like this staying sane part of the episode um i think anxiety and stress like come right along with you know being in your 20s but being in college um i have anxiety myself and i'm the type of person that i can tend to take on a lot of things and uh, while i am a multitasker sometimes i kind of can overload myself and um, especially when I'm super stressed, I have panic attacks. And um, that's just that's just kind of like, you know, some of the things that I end up dealing with. And I kind of have to keep myself in check. And some of the ways that I do that is, um, you know, I have my alone time. And I tend to take time to myself and do my own things uh, to keep up with my mental health. Like, you know, having alone time. Um, I do a lot of sleeping because, I don't know, for some reason. I mean, that doesn't work for everybody. But, like, sleeping is, like, you know, one of my favorite things to do. And then I have days, like, today where I just do nothing. Like, all I've pretty much done today is just, you know, um, I relaxed and I slept. Me and Kylie have just been chilling. That I've had the house to myself because Madison usually, um, she's only here in the morning since she um, works from the rest of the day. Um, you know, I have my diffuser going, I'm watching, um, Netflix and catching up on my Netflix stuff. I did a little bit of reading, um, because I have a test coming up, but overall I just like chill and relaxed and, um, you know, I eat snacks and do all that jazz. Um, another thing that I do is like, I'll work out, which I've been kind of slacking on that lately, but, um, yeah, working out helps or I'll get up and, um, you know, kind of clean my room and like clean the house, which that for some reason kind of just eases some of my stress and everything. Um, and I think, um, I travel and I take like many vacays and I'm planning on doing this more, especially, um, with Alex because he's a little bit, 
um, more appreciative of me being as spontaneous as I am, which that's what I love about him because he's pretty much like, I have like these crazy ideas of going to these places and he's and doing these things and he's just completely like, shit, fuck it, like let's do it. And that's what I love about him. Um, another thing that I'll do is like I'll take a breath and um, I meditate. So I know that people think that like meditating is just like, you know, you do that. Kind of like how they uh, do where, like, they're sitting crisscross and you're just, like, ohm and all that stuff. But, like, no. Um, that doesn't work for me. And I actually got this idea from um, J. Cole when I heard him talking about, you know, his anxiety and stuff like that in an interview that he did. Um, what I'll do is if I feel like um, I need to take a breath or I'm about to have a panic attack is I will separate myself from whatever room I'm in. Whether, you know, I'm at work, I'll go into the bathroom or if I need to go outside or if I go sit in my car or if I'm in my room, wherever I'm at, I separate myself. And um, like now, if I'm about to have a panic attack, um, I would probably just go somewhere and I'll pick whatever sound, like if I'm outside or something like that. And I'm sitting outside and I hear um, like birds chirping. I will stop and basically pay attention to the sounds of the birds chirping and it's kind of like you get lost in the fact and like you're basically separating your you know your anxious thoughts and like you're choosing not to focus on those and focus just on that one sound and I'll do that until like I feel like I'm calm and it's like I said it's kind of like you get lost in it and you kind of get more focused on that instead of everything that's about to cause you to have a panic attack and um or I think one time I went into the bathroom and I heard the air conditioning come on and I decided to focus on the sound of the air conditioning and that really helped me um that's kind of like you know a way of meditating it's just basically taking control of your mind and realizing that you know you're not a prisoner you know to your thoughts and I think sometimes especially like if you have things that like if you're an overthinker like me or you have anxiety um it, it can kind of feel like that like you're a prisoner to your own mind and um that comes with like time and um strength and you have to choose uh to do things like that that kind of help you get over that um so don't expect that to be an everyday thing um, another thing, like I said, I have a diffuser in my room and, um, Madison was actually the one cause she's like big on like, um, auras and like, um, energy and stuff like that, which I am to a certain extent. But like, if you go in her room, like she has like candles everywhere and she has like this huge diffuser and I'm like, what the hell is that? And she's like, it's a diffuser. And basically it's this thing that you put water in and um there's like essential oils that you put in it and it's you know some of them are just supposed to calm you down and um some of them you know help you sleep and at first I thought she was crazy and then I ended up getting one myself and um the main essential oil that I use is um the lavender oil and I just kind of like keep that going um especially when I'm in my room and I have a cute one that um, it changes colors or like if I just want to set it to one color while it's on, um, you know, I kind of use it also as like a nightlight or something, but it definitely helps me and kind of just 
helps me relax and um, stay focused whenever I'm doing something and, you know, just kind of sets the tone for my room um, when I'm in my room. And, you know, y'all should definitely get that. I think I got mine from Walmart for like 30 bucks and it came with the diffuser and then like two different essential oils and I've already like used them and I had to get some more oils. So I use that and it, it definitely works. And people think that shit like that doesn't work, but it completely does. I'm telling you, it's a great investment. Um, another thing that I'll do is decide if what I'm having anxiety about in that moment deserves my focus. And, um, I also decide if I'm strong enough to overcome it. So like, um, just this past week when I had like all these exams and all these meetings to go to and everything like that, I was just kind of freaking out about it. And then I had to like, aside from meditating, um, separate myself and just really like be like girl does this really matter right now like does this deserve all of your focus or can you take your focus and put it on something else that's more important and that's a little easier said than done but you know you kind of have to prioritize it's like you got to get priority to things like I said that are more more important and you can't always just sit and focus on your anxiety, even though sometimes it can seem like it's really that big and like you can't overcome it. You know, you kind of have to push yourself and realize that you are strong enough to overcome it. So um, definitely prioritizing and figure out like what's more important, more important in your life to focus on than, you know, something like your schedule is that busy or, you know, you're stressed out about a certain situation like to pick pick something else that's more important than sitting around and uh freaking out about it because just causing yourself to be anxious is not not okay um and like I said I don't allow myself to be a prisoner to my own mind and like I said also it takes time to build that and um that stems from also being able to be emotionally intelligent enough to do that so um Going back to conquering my anxiety and staying organized, I feel like having a planner and, um, you know, having that, it's kind of like having some type of, like, visual organization. Like, the fact that I'm actually knowing that, like, I have all these things that I have to do, um, taking the time to write those things down on paper and actually organize them in a way where I can see it, it's like the feeling of conquering the anxiety by organizing it so um I'm a visual person and that kind of helps me it's just like organizing it is conquering it so I I think that helps um and with that being said um I pretty much feel like that's really all I have I feel like all of my um tips and tricks might help you guys I'm hoping that they will um I'm going to talk about also like kind of ending this off. I think people don't realize how big of an issue, um, you know, mental health is. And I'm definitely going to be that nerd and um, that person who's like really big on psychology by giving y'all some statistics. And I got these statistics from um, collegestats.org. And basically it says 30% of students in this study reported that they had problems with schoolwork due to a mental health issue or illness. So, um, that's, that's 
pretty big and that might not seem like a big number, but yeah, like if you are really having problems doing your schoolwork um, due to a mental health issue or illness, you really need to get some help. Um, 50% of students rated their mental health below average or poor. That is a huge number. Um, a mere 7% of parents reported that their students suffer from mental health issues in college. You're, as a parent, you should be able to tell if you're, if there's something going on with your child. And I know that's easier said than done, but like that, just that small number, it's, it, that just really much goes to show that people really don't understand that like there's, there's people out here, especially students that are really suffering from these issues and they need help. So if you can't explain to your child that they need help or be able to come out and say, hello, I need, my child needs help. What can I do? Like that's, how do you expect for them to ask you for help? Like 7%, that's a small number. Um, 50% have struggled greatly from anxiety and as a result have struggled in school. I've done that. Um, I'm that type of person. I definitely have struggled greatly due to my anxiety. Um, 80% feel overwhelmed by their responsibilities as a student and I completely agree with that. 40% of students fail to seek help and some for some of y'all that might be a small number but for me that is a huge number. Um, 75% of students who suffer from depression do not seek help for their mental health problems. 44% of American college students report having symptoms of oppression, I mean depression. As a result, many contemplate suicide each year. Um, suicide is the third leading cause of death among college students, and 80% of students report that they feel stress on a daily basis. Um, those are some really scary numbers, and I hope I'm not, like, you know, making making things kind of, like, sad or anything like that. But that that's a kind of, like, paint a visual of how important it is to have strong mental health and be emotionally intelligent enough to deal with the things that you're dealing with, but... For those of y'all, like I said, that just completely believe in the stigma of getting help, let's just kind of like go ahead and debunk that. And um, I hope that a lot of the things that I've talked about can possibly help y'all. But let's just talk about as far as like getting therapy. Um, I know it can kind of be difficult um, to think about, you know, to think about talking to some type of stranger um, I know I've been to therapy and when I did it, I looked at, you know, I'm how you can do it is like if you have insurance, you're, you can call your insurance and um, your insurance can be able to tell you who you can see in your area and who's a network with your insurance. Um, when you go, they're not allowed to tell anyone what what you say in there unless they believe that you're a harm to yourself or um, you're harm. You're gonna be a harm to others. Um, but other than that, they can't tell anybody. So like, if somebody calls in and says, "Hey, do you has this person been in your office?" They're not legally allowed to say. Um, if anybody like your parents or um, you know your significant other or whatever calls in there or you know goes up to talk to them and just is like, "Hey, you know, what did this person tell you? What have they talked about in there?" They're legally not allowed to say. And if they do, they can lose their job. There's um, a thing called, I think it's, um, patient and provider confidentiality. It's everything in there is completely confidential. They can't even show like any, um, cops or anything, what you said in there, unless they feel like it's dangerous. Even if they have a warrant, they, they can't do that. So, um, 
yeah, I remember when I called my insurance and I was looking for a therapist in my area um, for some things that I was dealing with at the time. Um, and a lot of them, they kind of look weird and everything like that, but don't be judgmental. Um, I know I was super judgmental and the lady that I ended up picking, um, I was just like, I don't know about her. Like she kind of looks a little weird, but when I went in her office, um, she just was super welcoming and it was, it ended up being way easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, I ended up leaving my first appointment kind of like crying and um feeling so much better because it's different whenever you know you're talking to a therapist versus talking to your mom or talking to your friends or anything um so completely don't be afraid and even if you don't um have insurance there are ways for you to be able to see a therapist um check out some of the resources on your campus i know my school they have um, counselors that you can talk to and they have a mental health center where you can you know set up appointments i think um my uh, roommate that i used to have at my last apartment she took advantage of that and um they're able to kind of help you and everything um so don't think that it's weird or it's hard or um, anything to go to therapy. It's actually way easier than you think it is, and it's not that bad. Um, I went for a couple of months, and I'm actually thinking about going back. And no, you do not have to have some type of serious issue or you know mental health illness or something like that to go in there. Um, you can just go in there because you know you're going through a breakup or you're just stressed out. Like they. My therapist was able to give me a lot of tools that I needed to deal with um, the situation I was dealing with at the time. And she was able to kind of help me um, continue to grow my emotional intelligence and be able to identify by myself when something's not right. And um, that helped me. She also um, helped me realize a lot of things about myself that I didn't even realize. And um, she didn't necessarily like tell me like hey you have this like some of the things that she was saying um and I mean a lot of them they've been through the same things that you have and she was able to relate to a lot of what I was dealing with and a lot of the things that I've been through in my life um which kind of made it easier and um yeah and even so like just having just having somebody like that is really great and like I said you don't need to have like some type of serious issue in order to go um don't think that they're really just in it for the money because while they do get paid for doing it that's not you know their typical goal for doing it um i also recommend if you are not sure about the therapist that you're seeing at that time um you do and you are completely entitled to be able to have the ability to go and see a different therapist but i don't recommend that you have you know several therapists you really need to once you get comfortable with one you stick with that one because you know it's all about building that relationship and um you know just being comfortable and it's going to be very hard for you to be comfortable if you're seeing too many therapists at one time or you go see this one for a while and then you go see another one like once you feel comfortable with one stick with one um it's, it's just way easier than a lot of people think it is so um I hope that this episode was really helpful and I'm kind of going to end things um, on that note. Like I said, I hope a lot of those statistics didn't really scare any of you. I just really wanted y'all to be able to see that like, it, it re- like this is a real deal. 
like mental health and staying sane, especially like being in college and being in your 20s is like really important. And, you know, after a while, it's not really up to your parents to be able to make these things happen for you. You really have to take responsibility for, you know, whatever's going on in your life and getting help. So there is help out there. There's so many different resources. Um, If you are depressed or you have anxiety, even if you have things like PTSD, you're contemplating suicide, I completely recommend reaching out to somebody for help. Um, If you guys want to participate in my my advice segment and you're going through something... um, you know, and you kind of want some advice about it, you can definitely like hit me up on um, my podcast email, which is listed in the comment section. Um, I'll also give it to you guys right now. It is unapologetic um, 95XO, I believe. Let me see because I always end up losing this thing. It is unapologetic lowercase. It's unapologetic 95XO at gmail.com. You can definitely email me. I won't put you on blast or anything like that. Um, you can DM me on my Instagram, which is my name, B-R-E-O-N-N-A-X-O, and that's with an underscore and a lowercase. You can also DM me on my um, Twitter, which is the same um, username, B-R-E-O-N-N-A-A-X-O, but it doesn't have um, an underscore. So, I mean, I can help you find um, somebody in your area, um, even if, like, you have insurance. Um, That's part of my job is, you know, dealing with insurance companies because I work in the medical billing field. I can definitely give you a list of therapists and stuff that are in your area. Um, Or if you, you know, you just want to talk to me or something like that, I can definitely help you. And, um, you know, I just want to be able to give you guys, you know, some resources and definitely... um, I hope that whatever you're dealing with, you know, you can get through. So that being said, I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode and see y'all later.